1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every old night. I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. Ah, hell. Summer heat never treats me Not kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. Sing. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No, I don't nope. care. Nope. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and I'm a right spare. to the hook right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Oh, budget. Live. The not so live variety from the low budget live bar. And Grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. And this is the podcast for Monday, October the 2nd, 2023. And you heard that right. Yes, it is another month, man. Another month and eight days away from the one and only Hudson Lee Duncan, my firstborn, turning uh, 16 years old, driving out of this driveway. And that is uh, not sitting well, not sitting well with dad. Uh, life's getting crazier by the minute. I say that it's always a. I feel like it's always a crazy week when I join up with you, low lifers, one and all. But uh, man, the days are uh, they're getting by me, and they are uh, they're stressful. <laughs> it's nerve wracking thinking about that kid being on the road. Man, he's a super good kid. I'm not afraid to turn him out into the world, but at the same time, I'm afraid to turn him out in the world. And all y'all parents out there know exactly what I'm talking about. Sorry there's no Fat Cat Newton here this week. Man, I hope you uh, uh, you all, I should say, 
you all seem to enjoy that. So many people, so many uh, positive words from last week's show. We got real. We got real. Even though we opened with a bong hit sequence from uh, his days riding around with his, his buddy Red, R.I.P. Red. Uh, it was super cool having the big cat here, though, in southern middle Tennessee and getting him to show getting to show him what life's all about here for me and, and getting to get him out on the water in the express. And I know we talked about that a little bit, but last week, but, uh, and then I just got back, literally just got back. I landed uh flew early flight this morning, got back into from Milwaukee to Nashville from the MPFL studios up there in Appleton, Wisconsin. And I got to fly out again in the morning. So this is, uh, this won't be the longest podcast that I've ever done. And uh, it, it's just, we, we got to get them in, man. We got to get them in. The low lifers, you you loyal, loyal listeners and uh, supporters of the low budget life, life got to get a podcast in. But this is, uh, yeah, I, I'm just washing clothes and hitting the road again. I've been on the road a good bit lately. And I've got this week's a, a big work deal that I have to uh, go to every year. And it's down in Tampa, Florida. And then I'm home for a couple of days and then I got to travel again. So this is, uh, say, I always say it's that time of year, but I feel like this uh, this year has just been that that time of year. <laughs> like since January, I feel like I'm never home with uh, everything I have going on. But I'm grateful for every opportunity I get. That is for sure. Especially, especially the NPFL. Thank y'all for everybody that tuned in this this past weekend to watch our stop number five there. Fat Cat and I doing the coverage and our fixed production crew up there did such a great job and we'll get into that here in a second it was uh it was a really awesome event we have had a lot of up and downs in the national professional fishing league and i I feel like that's that's no no secret right we have we've had so many up and downs in three seasons this was my and this is crazy to say just because I, i never thought that i would get the opportunity in life you just never know where things are going to take you, I guess it's fair to say. And and, you, and if you listen to this much at all, you know I, I, I had my heart set on being a professional angler as a kid, and, and I've always had the gift of gab, I guess, obviously. And, and I like to talk, and I like to talk about the things that I, I love in life. And fishing's certainly always been one of those, music being another. We talk about that a lot on Low Budget Live. But the fact that a new tournament trail was created and that I was picked to be one of the faces – they got to carry that message of that tournament trail out into the world. It's been amazing. It's been very stressful a lot of times, and and that's no secret because of, like I mentioned, the roller coaster. It has been a roller coaster. You know, you go back to, not to rehash old details, but 2021, everything is is flying high. We Yeah, sure, we have our technical difficulties at times because we were doing them from the road, not from the studio, and there's just a lot that goes with that. But then at the end of that season – things got crazy and we had to cancel the championship and you felt like the, you know, the balloon was growing and growing and growing. And then somebody put a pin in it at the end of 2021. It was very frustrating for the anglers, for the ownership group, for myself and fat cat, uh, and, and all the crew, all the crew, twin visuals, Tanner and Travis lines. It was, it was frustrating. It was frustrating. And, uh, and it really felt like it just kind of took, took the legs out from under us. And then Mike Como came in, purchased part of the league, gave it another breath, got it back going. 2022 season was excellent. 
you know, we had uh, we had ups and downs, but it was it was an awesome season. And man, and then changes were made, right? Changes were made to MPFL, and they elected to go to a higher entry fee. Payout didn't change a lot, and they lost a lot of anglers. That coupled with the fact that Bassmaster rolled out the EQ right at the end of 2022 so you had to you couldn't just fish a division with a chance to qualify well documented to qualify for the Bassmaster Elite Series so we lost a lot of anglers to that we lost a lot of anglers to the pro circuit to the MLFLW pro circuit RIP FLW tour but the old FLW tour we lost a lot of anglers to that several anglers so we get towards the end of 22 I don't even know if I'm gonna get to do this anymore so when I, I I say all that to say this was my this was my seventeenth no hang on yes this was my seventeenth MPFL in the broadcast booth and after the first season after every event the first year we didn't know that we would get to do it again on eggshells man just from a production standpoint we're just all over the place trying to figure this thing out as we went and. To think that we just finished our 17th and to think that we unveiled and were able to figure something out that all the leagues are working on and that we got to roll out something for forward-facing sonar to make it more enjoyable. You know, we hear the fan response. Ronnie Moore and I even talked about on here, Bassmaster hears you, MLF hears you. They're working on it. There has to be a way to make it better. And man, the fixed production team, Brad Fuller with MPFL, they freaking dug in, man, and they figured this out. And we rolled it out. And many of you, if you didn't watch, you probably got to see the clips on social media. They've been shared. I've, I posted them on mine. Fat Cat posted them on his as well. And the the feedback was overwhelming, overwhelming. And I, I don't say that from a place uh, – I say that from a very humble place because we take our licks at the MPFL. We have. We're the black sheep of the fishing industry. I joke about that. I joke about that a lot. Um, th- there's a lot in, a, in an Eric Church song, The Outsiders. They're the in crowd. We're the other ones. That's how our anglers feel. That's how a lot of our anglers feel. That's how our ownership group. But we do have a chip on our shoulder to a certain extent because people said there was no need for another tournament trail, and they did it. People showed up to fish. People said after we got kicked in the teeth in 2021, oh, they won't be back, and they did it. Trials and tribulations, laying their entire lives on the line, every penny that they've ever been able to muster up in life through working hard for their families, this ownership group, they they put it on the line. So a guy like me can run my mouth on live, but so these anglers have a place, a platform to fish. Now we've added guys like Patrick Walters and John Cox to go with, you know, and to Quentin Capo, guys that have fished all over the place and still do fish other trails, major trails like the Elite Series, Bass Pro Tour. And then we've got our guys that have been there since day one with us, that took a chance on on us. And one of those guys, and I'm going to try not to, I got emotional on the show last week. So did Fat Cat. He was a, a weepy mess, like always. Uh, the big cat. But Luis Fernandez, he has been with us since day one. And I literally mean day one at, at Lake Eufaula, our first ever event, 2021, 17 events ago. 
we had him on camera day one. They picked him. Hey, man, this guy's got a big personality. He's a West Coast angler. Brings a lot of energy. Let's put him on camera. And I said, who the hell is this guy? Who's this guy? Like people were saying about Oliver, who the hell is this guy? And then we showed you we had some we had some fish catchers. We showed you we had some characters, just like all the other leagues. I kept saying, just give us a chance. Give MPFL a chance. We've got people that can catch them. We've got people that can entertain you. Come on over. We've got big personalities, and we've got absolute stone-cold fish catchers. And we still do. And it's growing. But Luis Fernandez on camera, day one, he's got he calls himself, refers to himself as the bass warrior because he's been through it. He has been through it. And the bass warrior catch with bass warrior. He's going crazy. And dude, he's been very close with us. So many times in three years. Very consistent angler. Puts in the work. Flies back and forth to California between events. But before he does, he will always pre-fish if we're not off limits where we're going next. You rarely see him on social media that he is not where we are going next. Now, this is not a guy in, in these the, these days and times where you scream, you see daddy's money, you see a, a, a contingency of young pros out there and they've got the best equipment, all the resources at their, at their toes and at their fingertips. they got everything. Lewis is not that cat. Lewis is a guy that's been through hell and back in life. He suffered from addiction. Got mixed up with things in life that he didn't need to get mixed up in. And as of yesterday, we get to call him a damn National Professional Fishing League champion. He adds $100,000, much needed hundred grand to his bank account. And I say that not in an insulting way. But Lewis is, uh, I could not be happier, man. We don't get to pick favorites. We don't, that's not your job as a broadcaster. That's not your job as an employee of, of a competitive uh, company obviously that that operates pro bass fishing competitions but lewis is always one of them dudes that you're pulling for you're always pulling for the guy and he did it man and, and and in dramatic fashion and and i say all this to say shame on you man if you're a bass fishing fan and you're not keeping up with what's going on in the national professional fishing league and yes you can say i'm an industry dude i'm a company man whatever there are so many storylines and amazing things happening in this 2023 season. If you are a fan of this sport and you say you're a fan of this sport, you need to turn it on because there's a lot of stuff going on that is just so intriguing. And I'm so grateful that I get to get to watch it go down. And we'll get into more of that in just a second. I want to thank the sponsors real quick, real quick, real quick for the show here. Star Trot Enzyme powered fuel treatment kicking ethanol in the teeth and your weed eater and your chainsaw but most importantly this time of year and all times of the year in that outboard engine but this time of year you're starting to focus on the woods a little more unless it's 90 degrees like it is in tennessee and you don't want to be in the deer woods but deer season's officially open here in tennessee you're gonna leave the bass boat park maybe winter is coming i was up in wisconsin and you can see the leaves are already starting to change it's on its way it's coming Folks up there know it. The fish up there know it. But you're going to start parking the boat in the garage a little bit more. If you're going to leave fuel in the tank and it's almost impossible to run it all out, you're going to want to drop you some Startron in there and kick ethanol in the teeth when you store that rig. Use it in your side-by-side. Use it in your truck. Startron bringing you low live for many, many years now. Pro Guide Batteries. ProGuideBatteries.com. 
com is where you can find the pro guide lithiums they've been in the battery business for over 50 years they are a battery of choice for many oem boat manufacturers and that's a hard sell of approval to get you don't get that for being a fly-by-night company and that is not what pro guide is they have been in the game veteran veteran company they got into the lithium game a little over a year ago fantastic products a lot of our MPFL anglers use them. Elite Series anglers use them. They're fantastic. Check them out. ProGuyBatteries.com. LBL10 is the code, if you so choose, to let them know that you're a low lifer. Baitworks.com. Bait-Works.com. WRX. Get you the goods. Get you the works. The LOB jig, the Power Finesse jig with the LBL logo on the package is there with the custom 3 out trocar hook and the finer than frog hair skirt available in seven colors there but don't don't just stop there get you some top water get you some buzz baits get you some damn robo worms because that's all bass biting anymore <laughs> that's what the, the internet says anyways they don't buy jigs they buy robo worms i saw some a lot of fish get caught on a jig this weekend a lot of drop shot going on too though and a lot of creature baiting out there in oklahoma but bait works bait-works.com you can use code duncan-10 d-u-n-k-i-n-10 to save you money at bait-works to let them know you're a low lifer go there duncan-10 last but not least hang the imaginary banner right here they make the best yellow hat in the game right now and the best aluminum boat in the game 21 feet of fury with the 250 Yamaha show pushing that bad boy out of the hole at blazing speeds you heard the big cat say it in here I'm not I don't just say that I don't just say that to say it. Amazing hole shot. You got he and I both in that boat last week, full tank of gas, and it says blip. It's amazing how that boat runs. It absolutely breaks every stereotype when it comes to an aluminum bass boat. 96-inch beam, super stable fishing platform. Sea deck, bow to stern. All the tackle storage that you would ever need in life. Check them out, expressboats.com. They've been building excitement since 1966. And if you are interested in my current Express, a 2022 LE, let me know. Let me know. It is for sale. She is for sale. A lot. Of, I got a lot of folks uh, kicking tires, and I got a, a, a fellow that I believe is going to come lay eyes on the Black Beauty here in the next couple of weeks and check it out and see if he wants to uh, pull it back yonder way to his house but uh hit me up hit me up on uh social dms or you can email me low budget live the number one at gmail.com serious inquiries only must be 21 i'm just kidding i don't care i don't care if you're 17 if your dad's gonna bring a check daddy's money y'all i don't care i'm not bashful all right back to mpfl as i was saying yeah it's uh this is the sauce with luke duncan by the way because uh Lots going on, and I was going to have Luis Fernandez on. Luis is actually – this is the crazy – another crazy thing about MPFL. Luis won the event. He had an 8 a.m. flight back to the West Coast today. So he's planes, trains, and automobiles. And uh, we will do a podcast with Luis and with some other folks next week for sure or in the coming weeks. He deserves it. His story is amazing, and I want to let him tell it. But uh, like I said, with everything I've got going on right now, with with work we're just gonna knock out a uh knock out an lbl here and i wanted to i wanted to come speak to the low lifers for sure and, and get a few things off my chest get a few things off my chest but uh but back to mpfl storylines are amazing we've got todd goad leading the progressive angler of the year race 
pawpaw goat, as I so affectionately, he actually said that first. And then he, I think, I think he's, he's, he said it and then we repeated it a bunch and now it's stuck. And I don't know if he likes it or not, but uh, Todd, he keeps saying, I'm doing my job. I'm doing my job. And he is absolutely doing that in the angler of the year race, but it is a super tight race. It's going to be too, too hard to call headed into Lanier. Todd has a lot of experience there. Jesse Wise in second place in that Angler of the Year race who's having a phenomenal year. Fat Cat was rattling off some of Jesse's finishes yesterday in the studio, and I think he had like three sevenths in a row and then like an eleventh. Just crazy numbers these guys are putting up. Uh, But back to the Bass Warrior winning. 100K. and, And you talk about drama and tough fishing. Everybody's like, they want to see 25-pound stringers. They want to see 30-pound bags, and I get that. But we, in the league, they decided a long time ago they were going to fish in the fall. Fall, I use air quotes, because Oklahoma in September, let me tell you something. Even though it was almost October, the water temperatures were still around 80, the air temperatures were around 90. It wasn't a fall derby. There were some fall-ish things trying to start happening, some schooling fish, some different things, but it was an offshore affair a dock flipping affair for the most part not a lot of top water like i expected uh but luis fernandez starts the event in 12th climbs to fifth going into showdown saturday and ends up taking it trent palmer had a chance listen to these storylines if you missed it just to put this all in perspective this has been so crazy trent palmer going back to saginaw bay y'all heard him here on lbl the sonar pro himself Trent Palmer, when Saginaw, was leading our event going into the final day, showdown Saturday, a chance to go back-to-back and win 100K, two derbs in a row. Then the next event, the next event is on his home lake, Lake Lanier. So he was potentially setting himself up to go back-to-back-to-back, okay? Fat Cat said it multiple times. He said, it's a fantasy world. And then I thought he manifested it into happening. Trent on the final day weighs one keeper. That was the volatility of Lake Eufaula in the in the fall, stingy September. Will Harkins, a young Georgia pro, who we're definitely going to get on LBL soon. Cool cat. Very cool cat. Talented angler. Good young man. Also great on Lake Lanier. Also in the top five in the, in the angler of the year race. He goes to catching them. Days two and three. He goes out second place. He and Luis Fernandez end up trading blows on live all day long. And I swear, man, if you didn't watch the weigh-in yesterday, we were doing the weigh-in show, Fat Cat and I, a freaking tie. A freaking tie. How many times have you seen that? Not many. Very few. Am I, I've kept up with I'm, – I'm a nerd for this, obviously – professional bass fishing world and i can think there have not been many and i can remember some back in the day bass used to do a fish off it was kind of cool i don't think they do that anymore on a tie i i would have to check with somebody that would know on that with bass but i don't think they do a, a fish off anymore mpfl's rule is biggest bag of the event between the two anglers that have tied that's how they separate ties and lewis weighed in 15 pounds yesterday his biggest bag of the event and one of the bigger biggest bags of the event period uh on tough you follow and he was able to edge out will harkins they both weigh the same weight cumulative weight for three days unfreaking believable we met will for the first time on camera at santee cooper but he's in the top 10 aoi 
as I said, great young man. Lot, I sent him a text today that said a lot of runway ahead for you. He's a young man that is uh, very talented with the rod and reel, very well-spoken. We have a great time with him on live when we have him on. And he, he's he's going places and fishing. And we heard about him coming in like, hey, this 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 young man's got it, and he does. It's been really fun to watch him. But, but Trent Palmer, with a chance to go back and back, misses it. These guys end up tying. Craziness craziness in the final moments of live going off live several hours before these guys check in harkins lands a big one shots being fired all over the place insane man insane another amazing storyline for this event that i have to touch on and give credit on stephanie Hemphill pellerin shp as i started calling her on the live stream when i have to rattle off the standings and her name was always in the standings and we have things to do and people to see Right, I got to rattle those names off quick. SHP, but Stephanie, female angler, the only one we got in the league, and she don't want to be treated any different at all. And she fished the first couple events with us, maybe maybe the first three. Rough start, rough start, and then she uh, she was fishing hurt. She had a uh, a knee injury. Takes a break, has some surgery done. Doesn't think she's going to get to finish the season. She Actually, she fished – yeah, she missed Saginaw Bay. So, comes back to Ufala. Pretty confident coming out of practice. Reports we got. Stands on them on day one. She's in the, and she's in 15th place. Blasts them again on day two to jump to seventh place. She ends up on camera on the final day. Showdown Saturday, and she settles out in the top ten and legitimately had a shot – to, I don't know if she would have won if she'd landed. We saw her lose one really nice fish that jumped and and got off, and and she said, <laughs> and it was awesome, and I'm here for that. But she lost a uh, she lost a big one, but uh, a top three. She let a top three go. I don't know that she would have won because she was she was uh, four pounds back, four pounds back. But so was Luis Fernandez, but she was a little over four pounds back, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how that would have, you know, where that would have put her. But she only brought in four fish yesterday, but a top 10 in the same top 10 as a Patrick Walters, in the same top 10 as a Luis Fernandez, same top 10 as Will Harkins. All these folks that have been fishing big events for a long time, a lot of them. And it's an intimidating scene to be if you're a Will Harkins coming in, right? And you're a rookie and you're a man. It's an intimidating scene, but to be the only female in the field, and again, she doesn't want to be treated like like she's the only female, but it needs to be pointed out. It's incredible. We got to spend the day with her on live, and she's a fantastic angler. She's great on camera, great at breaking down what she's doing, and uh, so cool, man. Just so proud, but like this event was wild for so many reasons. And I know y'all are like, oh, wait, tell us some more about how much you love NPFL, Luke. But it, but it is. It's this one, as I, as I said in the beginning of the show, this was, I don't want to say vindication because that's a weird word and, and you're not vindicated until the job is done, right, at the end of whatever all of this is years and years and years from now. Um, and I think if you chase vindication, that's you're probably chasing things for the wrong reasons, right? 
but it was awesome to have all these things unravel right before our eyes come together. So, so cool. And then the exclamation point, and I mentioned this in the intro, but if you didn't see it, go check it out. You can look at it on my social media. Let me know your feedback. And I, and I, Lord knows people have feedback about this and everybody's got opinions and that's fine. That's what makes the world go around. But what the Fix Productions crew did and MPFL to bring you live scope and active target on the screen, picture in picture, holy, just crap, man. It was awesome. It looked like I was looking on, on the front deck of my boat. And what I saw, what I saw in comments, positivity, I mean, you got idiots they're like terrible stupid hate it you got meme pages this is dumb you know the whole deal it's always that what a joke you know that kind of stuff but minimal on those right they just jump off the page because there's so many other positive comments and i i you never know this is a hot button topic dude i've talked to death on here and so is everybody else but with ford facing sonar the number one complaint for live viewers, we've seen it. You hate to watch it. We've talked it to death on here. We figured out a way, in my opinion, to make it more entertaining and more educational. And as I said in the show open, I know Bass is looking at this, and I know Major League Fishing's looking into this. Everybody, it's the hot-button topic. But when Bass reached out to their anglers, and this is not a shot at Bass or MLF, but when Bass reached out to their anglers to see, hey, the fans are upset, should we ban live scope all the way? We worked on a way to share it with the fans, okay? And to be fair, their season's over. Other than the college bracket, they, they don't have any live coverage. I think, well, one more open that big Saltwater Ron will do on FS1, but one more open, but that's it. And we've got – we had two more events coming up, so we have meetings, several meetings. They went out on the water, and I was hearing rumblings. I was hearing rumblings. It was working. We got it. We're fixing to do this. And I and and as they told me that, I was thinking about to that first year and some of our technical difficulties while we were on site and the things we would go through. And, and I'm like, yeah, right. And our production crew kills it. We don't have glitches anymore. We don't have. I mean, it's live. You're gonna have hiccups, but but we're in a groove. You know, it feels good. Our production team, Scott, Andy, and Brian up there, Fix Studios, dude. We we have a great time. Great time. Me and the big cat, but. You're still like, yeah, right. We're going to be the ones that exposes this to the world. Nobody pays us any attention in the fishing industry, man. And I saw more industry people taking a look, messaging me, texting, commenting. This is where this needs to head. I saw fans that I could tell by their comment had never seen forward-facing sonar. Not in that light. And I and look, I know Bass showed um, Gussie at the Classic. I'm not, you know, with the Humminbird deal. They did, and it was cool. It was really cool. They showed that. Uh, they've filmed the screens. I remember Cody Huff at, at Champlain. But the problem is, the problem is Bass, sponsored by Johnson Outdoors, Humminbird, and they ain't going to put a Garmin on screen too damn much. They're not going to put a Lowrance on screen too damn much because it's how they pay their light bill, and I get it. And we're in a very fortunate position and unfortunate that we don't have Garmin Lawrence or Humminbird sponsoring the MPFL. 
And so we can do what we want to do. So, dude, we were split screen and active target and Garmin live scope to show you what they both look like at the same time. Two angler split screens, Ron Johnson and Trent Palmer on day two is incredible. It's incredible. And I'll be honest, the Garmin looked amazing. Uh, company man again, but it, but so cool and figuring that out. But I, but I was so just proud of that, but I was so amazed. It was the first time I, and I know I've made jokes about the negative comments, but it was the first time, man, in my opinion, in a very long time, since this became a hot button topic, that there was more positivity than negativity surrounding forward facing sonar and the tool it is and the tool it can be. And one thing that we stressed, and I've said it on here, and people don't listen, man. They think it's shooting fish in the barrel. You still see those comments. This isn't fishing. This is this. This is that. And if there's one damn thing we proved in the two days we showcased this technology and had guys like Mark Schilling and Trent Palmer dropping in the middle of wads of bass, bait balls around stumps, rocks, brush piles. You could see the bottom composite. It was just told the story of what they were looking at. Even if it wasn't seeing, you weren't seeing fish, the fact that that, that live scope is so detailed that you can see the rock formations, you can see the ledge, you can tell the story of what they these fish are relating to so well. I've said it on here a million times. It's an educational tool for all of us bass fishermen. My good buddy Todd Castledine and I were talking about this earlier on my way home from the airport. I said, do you think these fish have always been out there? million percent. We just couldn't see them. We didn't know it. We learn. I learned so much watching over these guys' shoulder before this event and this technology that the MPFL rolled out. But if you tuned in this weekend, you learned some things. But if you're a, and I hate the term hater, but if you're someone that just can't bring yourself to understand why this is in bass fishing, because it just is like dynamite and you did yourself a favor and watched it. You found out it's not dynamite and it's not easy. And these, these anglers struggle just as much getting those fish they can see to bite as they do going down the bank and winding a crankbait. And it's just as boring. We had guys flipping docks, guys throwing buzz baits. You had John Cox winding a Fritz side. So many different things going on. It ended up being dominated offshore brush piles. This time of year gets dominated like that most parts of the country. Lake Ufall has got a lot of crappie brush piles in it. We can just fish them more effectively. Trent Palmer said on camera, I love this from him, the Sonar Pro, Sonar Pros down there in Georgia. I've had Trent on. But Trent said he'd never been to Ufala. He only spent about two hours of practice. He, got, he went to the bank. He thought it was going to go down him, Patrick Walters, their other roommate, Mike Corbishley, who led day one. They thought it was going to go down shallow. Winding a buzzer, winding a chopo, plopper. We see that kind of thing go down this time of year. They couldn't get it done. The last day of practice for two to three hours, they all three went offshore and started graphing. That's what they end up fishing in the tournament. Patrick got him another top 10. Trent ended up dropping, but still got a check, but was leading it going to the final day. And they didn't spend any, they didn't spend three days daylight to dark graphing. But Trent said, I am fishing this place like I fished Lanier back in the day. I'm very comfortable with brush pile fishing. But he said, the difference now, and he said he's utilizing his Humminbird 360 as well. But he said, used to, I would have to idle side imaging, make a waypoint, and then try to get on that waypoint, triangulate it so I can make the right cast. But the efficiency has just gone through the roof of forward-facing sonar. 
I'll tell you something else I saw. You can deem this as a negative, but I've seen it with side imaging as well. You can watch those fish run from that beam as it's, it, it, they feel it. They feel that boat pressure. They do. We, we saw it with Mark Schilling yesterday. But for little old MPFL to get it done and get it on the screen. And again, I do not want anybody to take this as bragging. This is just a start. This was a beta test. We feel like our last event at Lake Lanier, the last week of October, is going to be it's spotted bass, it's blueback herring. We feel like there's going to be a lot of forward facing sonar at play in the fall. Hopefully, a lot of topwater fishing too. But it, it will potentially go down on forward facing. And, and if we've got five folks on camera, we want to be able to showcase that. We can only do two this time. We can only do two. Two to three. I don't think we ever had more than two on it at one time. But uh, but these guys worked hard. And, and what's so crazy is Brad Fuller sitting here, the first meeting we ever had about me coming on as a host, we talked about this. Man, wouldn't it be cool? It was his idea. And he had the idea that they are pulling off now, he had back then. And now, technologically speaking, things have advanced enough that he's he figured it out. He They figured it out. And super cool. Super cool. And just a proud moment. It was, it was, it was really neat in a week where, you know, that the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, you know, the who's who, really anybody that was anybody uh, in bass fishing was at the Hall of Fame banquet. Uh, I say that sarcastically. The, the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, I respect it. It's very cool. But I just, you know, it's it's just funny to me. But uh, these black tie affairs, um, and they used to always have it at the Classic, but now it's a separate event now that's in Springfield, Missouri. But but our event was going on, and it's, you know, everything kind of schedules around it. But MPFL, we're, we're competing while this is going on. Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, and I thought, you know, while the rest of the industry – is grab assing around in Springfield, Missouri. We listened to the fans and we figured something out. We listened to the fans and we figured something out. And uh and I and I I owe it to ownership and I owe it to the anglers that support the NPFL that give me the opportunity to do something that I love in commentating the live coverage to tell you you need to be tuning in to NPFL. You need to be watching. Go follow it. Follow these anglers. And 2024, man, I feel like it's going to be potentially our biggest year yet. I can't tell you the names that have applied. <laughs> but, buddy, let me just say this. If it all comes to fruition with the folks that we have, that have fished with us from the beginning, some folks that are going to come back that missed out this year, and some new but familiar faces in the old pro bass fishing world, <laughs> you're going to want to watch <laughs> because it's going to get crazy in 2024. You know, it's uh, it's it's really it's cool, man. It's cool. I'm I'm very proud to be a part of it, and I'm proud of those people for pulling this off. And it was just nice to get on the internet and see positivity. <laughs> it just was, man. It was nice to see people. And and my one of my favorite comments said, "Man, that is actually the word actually. That is actually really cool." And it was a clip we posted of Trent Palmer just dropping his drop shot on some fish that didn't bite. But our anglers did such a great job. 
even Luis Fernandez did not have, we did not have his, uh, the ability to look at his forward face and sonar. And he was doing such a great job breaking down what he was seeing and how he was attacking it. And, and all of our anglers did such a great job. And we lectured them on, please recognize there's an audience in your boat. And I, and look, dude, I know bass and MLF do this too. I know that I'm not, this is not me beating on my chest. Please don't take it as that. It's just, a, it's, it's, it, but it is a proud, it's a humble brag. Okay. I'll put it that way. I said, I wasn't bragging, but it is. It's a humble brag. Um, as the kids say, and we really leaned on our anglers and look without the anglers, I've talked about the production team and I've talked about Brad Fuller and the work that, and the ideas and the man hours they put into this, but without the Trent Palmers and the Ron Johnsons and the Mark Schillings that allowed us to get this behind the scenes, look at what they were doing while they were trying to win a hundred thousand dollars. And we had to install equipment in the boat and do all it. And they had zero problem. And Trent Palmer got poached on the last day by a pirate that was in our event that watched him catch his bass. And then we posted a clip on one of his best places that was nothing but live scope. And you could see the, the bottom composition. And this guy was on that spot on the final day. And he hadn't been there for two days. And so ultimately, and Trent, I talked to Trent this morning. He's totally cool. with it. He's like, hey, man, it, it is what it is. I'm just glad that we got to show it to the world how good it can be and how it bad it can be at the same time. Fat Cat compared it to bed fishing, and I love that, that you get locked in on one thing. You see 15 dots down there, and you're like, oh, they're going to bite, they're going to bite, they're going to bite, and you just sit there forever thinking you're going to trigger them, and that's just not the case. It's just not the case. I compared it to with some of the scenarios we saw, and please, you can watch this on TNPFL.com. You can go back and scrub the footage and see when we threw that uh, the live sonar up there, picture in picture. But these huge Roman bait balls, and this is something I've experienced many, many, many times on a lot of lakes I fish. And you got bass under them, and they just don't bite. They're, they, they'll streak up through the shad, and they're hard to catch. There's no difference in that. And this time of year in so many parts of the country, you go back in a creek, and what do you see? You see a shad, and shh, you hear those shad spraying. Shh, shh, and the bass just come up and bowl in them, and they piss you off. And about one out of every 20 days, you can get a bite out of them. I know if, if you're if you're a diehard, you've seen that situation. It's the exact same thing happening 20 feet deep all the time. But we're more efficient now. We can see that. It was always happening. But now you can just see that they're ignoring you in 20 feet like they ignore you in two feet when you see them with your own eyeballs. But that's what I kept comparing it to because I, I fish school and fish a ton. Love it. It's also the reason my beard's gray uh, because they drive me nuts. But – watching that and watching these guys get ignored and watching the bait choices and different things. You know, we saw Mark Schilling using a creature bait, striking rage bug, Texas rig, throwing at those fish that runner shot. He was getting bit. He was in third going in the last day. It was interesting to see the lure choices, a lot of drop shot though. And, uh, but to have them walk us through it, just want to thank them for that as well. But again, Thank you to anybody that spent time on their Saturdays, college football, their Friday, you're at work, that spent any time with TNPFL this week. And uh, and you can get in the comments and you can call me a homer. 
and you can call me a company man. You can call me whatever, but I'm proud to be a part of it. I always have been, even in our darkest hours, even in the, even in the times when it was questionable, if we were even going to go on. And that was this past December. And these guys put their money where their mouth is. And they said, no, we got commitment. We don't have 130 anglers like we want. We got 76 and by God, we're going bass fishing. And I said, well, we're going to have live coverage. It's expensive for you guys to do it. You damn right. We're going to have live coverage. And they don't back away from a fight. They don't, uh, they accept the challenge. They understand. They understood from day one, it was an uphill climb. Dude, I told them they were, they were wanting to come on the show before they ever had a schedule before I ever hooked up to work with them. They just made an announcement. They're like, we'd like to come on LBL. And I said, why? We at this tournament trail. They all, we, we laugh about this to this day. And it took me a while and I finally let them on. And I, and I got to talk to them about their dreams with this league because I thought, yeah, I got a tournament trail too. You made an announcement. Cool. Luke Duncan's low budget million dollar bass tournament. Anybody can say they've got something, right? But executing, it's a different thing. And we've got a special group of people that have been able to keep this thing between the ditches, even when it was swerving that way. And if it goes in the ditch tomorrow, I'll look you right in the camera and go, hey, it went in the ditch. It went in the ditch, but they gave it hell all the way to the bottom of the ditch. And it's uh, it's really cool to see, man. It's really cool to see. I know I sound redundant, but you just hope that uh, you hope that people enjoy what you're doing on a weekly basis when you put these shows on like LBL or like MPFL. And there's so many of y'all that do. And I see y'all. I'm not, I'm not lecturing. Uh, I'm asking. Come pay attention to it. Go back and watch that coverage. Check out what we did there. And, uh, and come watch us at Lake Lanier. Damn it, boy. Long-winded, uh, as always. Congrats. I, I made a joke about the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame there. All those just fine-dressed folks up there. I've gone to some Bass Fishing Hall of Fame banquets. They go hard in the paint. They do go hard in the paint, but um, gotta say congrats to someone that's one of my childhood heroes. I'm proud to call him a friend. I'm proud to call him a mentor now in life. I never thought I would get to say that. That's weird that our paths ended up being intertwined in life as I got older because I met him at such a young age. I met this guy when I was 15, probably 15, the first time uh, and he had just just won a, the Federation National Championship, and he was fishing a Bassmaster Invitational on Pickwick. And my dad was competing in the event and was talking to him in the weigh-in line. Hey, my my son watched you on TNN. He's a big fan, and on the on the Bassmasters there, and he came up to me on the dock. Are you Luke? My dad had it all set up, you know, Marty D. And uh, he said, "You want to." You want to load my boat with me? And I've told this story on here, and I've told it on his show as well. But you want to load my boat with me? Riding the boat. And so I, I got in his – he had a ranger at the time. I, I got in there, and I'm like, hell yeah. And so I rode with him, and he gave me a jig. He was talking on stage about what he called him on, and I was just quizzing him up. And now, look, in this time, at the age I was, there wasn't high school fishing. There wasn't 47, 15- to 18-year-olds running around at every event wasn't like that i was i was a a lone wolf truly back then and i didn't know any other kids my age that competitively fished at all and was made fun of for it and different things and and ike was an outsider and i started this show talking about 
they're the in crowd and we're the other ones. He's representative of that. He is uh, from a part of the world that you shouldn't be able to be a Bass Pro, right? The prototypical, he's not from the Tennessee River, Texas, Oklahoma. This guy grew up Delaware River, Philadelphia, New Jersey, just not that prototypical. And he's he's just carved out a place in this sport that's just his. It's Ike's world. And, you know, I know everybody sees the the outlandish landing and all that and that passion that comes through and the screaming. It can be obnoxious at times. It's like, uh, I can tell you that that's one of the most kind-hearted souls in this world. And I had several interactions with him when I was younger. And then I got to know him as I got older. And uh, before I ever started this show, he invited me, him and, and uh, Brian Stockel, Brian the Carpenter. I was a huge Ike Live fan, huge podcast fan. And this show would not exist at all if it was not for Mike Iconelli and Brian Stockel and crew up there in Ike Live. It would not exist. It would not exist. I don't think that my personality would exist if it wasn't for Mike Iaconelli. And and what I mean by that is he let me know some of the things that Fat Cat and I talked about last week. He let me know it was okay just to be your damn self. Let it hang out, man. Let it hang out. Be you. Be authentic. Show people what you are and who you are. And don't be ashamed of it. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to act. Just be you. And that was one thing I learned from him, from observing and watching. And uh, and I got to know him, and he's a great man. He's a great husband. He's a great father. And uh, him and Becky, but I'm proud. Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. I feel like it's a little bit of a premature induction, I will say. Fat Cat and I were joking about that yesterday. I said, damn, how do you, how does one uh, get in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame when you're still in the middle of the of the deal, you know, which they inducted Kevin a while back. And But Ike still, man, he's back in the Elite Series. He's fish major league fish. This dude has won it all. And just a hero of mine for sure, man. And I just want to say congratulations. I did hate, as as I joke about that banquet, I hate that I couldn't be there to shake his hand and tell him congratulations in person. I really did. Uh, wasn't invited. <laughs> imagine that. Uh, imagine that. But I think it was sponsored by like Jim Wilburn probably or something. I'm sure along those lines. Um, no telling. But, but uh, yeah. Anyways, not invited to the Bastards. That's probably why I'm I'm just I'm just salty about not getting invited. I've been to many of those when they were at the Classic. I used to go with TH every year. It was really cool. Uh, Bill Huntley, the founder of TH Marine, fantastic man and, and another hero of mine, got inducted a few years ago. We were there for that. And uh, I remember that night being very emotional, seeing him and just how proud he was. And I know what it means to those guys. And, and for it to have a home, Johnny Moore's there at that uh, Wonders of Wildlife They've got the all the plaques for the anglers and the people that get get inducted into that. It's cool that it has a place. And I remember that being a, a major discussion for a long time is where would that end up being? I want to see real quick, too, 
who else? I don't remember who else got inducted. Two seconds. If you're watch, if you're listening, I'm typing on my MacBook, and I can't type. Let's see, right here, twenty twenty three inductees: Glenn Andrews, Bruce Holt, and Mike Iaconelli. September twenty eighth. Let's click this. I don't want to sound like an idiot. Bruce Holt, of course, with G. Lemus Rods, right? I don't know. Do I know Glenn Andrews? Who's Glenn Andrews? Beaver Lake. Oh, I mean, was that the first ever Bassmaster? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, so Bruce Holt is, and I've met Bruce before, but with G. Lemus Rods, uh, absolutely he passed away in 2021, but was instrumental in blowing G Loomis rods up to the company that they are today, pre Shimano owning them and things like that. But, uh, yeah, those are the three, three inductees there. Congrats to, to all three, but, uh, Mike Iaconelli, man, Mike Iaconelli can't say enough about it. And if you like this show again, like I said, give him, uh, give him all the props. It was no joke. I, there's a million fishing podcasts now and, and and that's fine if you you enjoy doing it and people tune into you then then do the damn thing. Uh, but it was so funny there weren't that many six years ago when I started this. There just really wasn't, especially this format and and kind of being honest and not just the nuts and bolts of fishing kind of talk. And uh, I went to his studio up there in his house, invited me to his home, got to see behind the scenes, and this is the old studio. And dude, it was like. It was just I, I like going to LeBron's private basketball court or something. It was so cool with the control room and their setup was so it was simple, but it was so cool. And he had a bar outside and we hung out and I had so much fun with that crew there in person. And I did the show many times, but when I left there, I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to figure out how to do that. How do I do that? How do I make that happen? And uh, and talk talk to Brian a lot about the technical sides of it, and I was always gracious that uh, he helped me out. There were others in the industry that did not help me out, that didn't want me in it. <laughs> uh, but we outlasted those folks. So it is what it is. All right, guys, I appreciate you listening to me ramble. I wanted to get some stuff off my chest. I'll do a solo episode every now and then. We'll be back with some guests next week for sure. But I want to give a shout out again to the MPFL and to everybody that listened. And uh, I, I'm just a dude from Southern Middle Tennessee that loves bass fishing as much as anything in life. And the fact that I get to make a living in this industry, I pinch myself every day. And uh, I like to see the people that also put in the hard work benefit from it as well and uh and that's the guys in this league that not 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 the owners the anglers they deserve it but but what we did this week was really cool to be a part of dare say special and uh it's just the starts more to come hopefully in in that front and if you want to get in the comments and tell me that we ruined bass fishing by doing this this week then then so be it so be it i feel like there's got to be a devil's advocate i think the hard line of banning it is dumb 
And I think uh, saying that they're not pros because they use it is dumb. So don't hit me with any of that because I'll just probably just like shoot you the bird emoji because I think those are, those are really dumb takes. You have the right to your opinion, but that's a dumb take. Uh, I, I loved Austin Felix on the show saying they should have everything. And I agree. I'm like, hey, dude, I want them juiced up. Give them some steroids, dude. Let's go. I want them to, I want them to catch every bass in the freaking lake when they're there. Entertain me. Love it. Uh, but I love you guys, the lowlifers, each and every freaking one of you. I appreciate you tuning in week in and week out, whether I got a guest, whether I just get up here in the bar and grill and get to rambling around like I am right now. I appreciate you. I'm going to take you out with some Bluxy Blues. I got to get to Tampa, Florida, and I'm going to see y'all next week. Town see you. I never could make it last. <laughs> Spanish boss, a Civil War ghost Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway, it does not know my name And I don't care, no, I don't care And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You go out there and the fish are where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.